Hi, hello, and welcome to the 4 o'clock time slot on Mondays. My name is Jade, and I'll be seeing what I can do to ensure that you get your soul, R&B, and jazz fix for this week. I'm so happy that you've stopped in on CITR Radio, because this week I've got some something programmed that is sure to blow your mind. It has something to do with the Rolling Stones, if you can believe it. The Rolling Stones? R&B? Hmm, you must wonder, what do they have in common? Well, there's only one way to find out. You'll have to stay right on this channel, CITR 101.9 FM, coming to you from unceded Musqueam territory of Vancouver. You're listening to Little Bit of Soul on CITR 101.9 FM. Yes, indeed, I do have a show for you, quite the show. Uh, we're going to be hitting all highs and lows, and hopefully you'll be along for the ride. Uh, to begin today's show, we have Jimmy Lunsford, whose band-leading career started in 1927 when he formed a small high school group called the Chickasaw Syncopators, and only after teaching there did he decide to form a professional orchestra. See, high school ain't all that bad, for some things at least. Um, the orchestra became a hit and was considered to be top-notch alongside those of Duke Ellington and Count Basie. Apparently, there were also rumors about Lunsford's death, where it was said that he was poisoned by a racist restaurant owner. But who knows? Just thought I'd add uh, an air of mystery to the storyline there. We're going to be having a listen to a number called Oh Boy first. Here's Jimmy Lunsford leading his orchestra. <laughs> Thank you. 
that tune there called Tea for Two as sung by none other than Sarah Vaughan. Um, and don't you just love that arrangement? That Latin American flair does add a lot to that tune, I feel, as does Sarah Vaughan. Uh, that recording was from 1964. And we're going to hear some more tunes from 1964 later on in the show. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, but now into the current... We have the Montreal-born artist who now resides in Vancouver, Andrea Superstein, to listen to with her cool, sultry voice. I had the good fortune of unexpectedly seeing her perform at a dance venue last year. I had listened to her new album that had just been released at the time, and when I walked into the room, I almost immediately recognized her voice because she has a very recognizable sound. And so I got to talking to her about her music, what she had been up to last year. Uh, she had actually just become a parent at that point um, last year. So she was kind of taken a little bit of a backseat on the music scene. But I think she had a release uh, this fall of a new CD. Um, but she definitely puts on a lively show. So go check her out if you have the chance because she's around these parts and you may as well do that to take advantage. Uh, for now, here is a recording of I Want to Be Evil as performed by Andrea Superstein. Jacks. I want to be wicked 
something good to enjoy on the radio let's see here uh... oh. everybody dance dance what you don't like to dance everybody dance oh. everybody god this is awful well, I climbed up the mountain, climbed back down again for you. I climbed up the mountain again for you, and then I climbed back down, climbed up. Oh, isn't there anything, 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 anything? Listening to the radio these days can be distressing. Fortunately, here at CITR, our programmers choose the music that they play, so our charts reflect what people actually listen to. To find out what's really chopping the charts, pick up a copy of Beatroot or Discorder magazine, or check us out online at citr.ca. Unless, of course, you'd rather keep listening to the chart-topping single, Everybody Dance. What, you don't like to dance? Everybody dance. Everybody dance. Everybody dance, dance. What, you don't like to dance? <laughs> you purchase the latest TV, tablet, or smartphone, don't forget to do the right thing with your old ones. Recycle them. The Consumer Electronics Association and its members are making recycling your old devices as easy as buying new ones. Just go to greenergadgets.org, type in your zip code, and you'll instantly find the recycling location closest to your home. You'll also find recycling tips, like asking the store where you buy your new TV if they'll haul away your old one. Don't let your old tech tools clog your local landfill. Just visit greenergadgets.org.
Hey, 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 my happy listener. Thanks for joining me back in the studio at CITR 101.9 FM. You are currently listening to the show Little Bit of Soul, and you just heard a few select R&B tracks from um, from my, I guess, my computer. But uh, the last one was called Lonesome for a Dime uh, by Buster Benton off of the Ron Records label. Benton was from the Windy City and apparently idolized Mr. Sam Cooke. So you might have heard some of Cooke's influence on Benton's sound with those sweet phrases of his. Although uh, Benton definitely had a lot more grit to his bluesy songs than Sam Cooke. The two tracks before that, in order, were called Brighter Tomorrow by the Soul Swingers and Bold Soul Sister, Bold Soul Brother by Black on White Affair. Those two actually came from just beyond the border, from a place that we know as Seattle, which is pretty cool uh, to know what was going on just beyond the border in the 60s and 70s. Uh, The album Weedle's Groove, Seattle's Finest Funk and Soul, 1965 to 75, had set out to amalgamate notable soul artists from the 60s and 70s, along with their music back in 2004. And I wholeheartedly suggest that you check out this album, which is available on vinyl or on CD to discover some more artists that you might never have heard of before. Or you can just continue to keep listening to A Little Bit of Soul because you know that there will be more tunes coming your way straight from that album. Something else that I thought I'd share from the album is this awesome description of Seattle in the 60s and early 70s that's provided um, by Robert Nesbitt. Um, And in his own words, he writes, it's one of those things where you kind of just had to be there to get the full effect of what Seattle was like in the late 60s and early 70s. I really didn't know what to expect when I arrived from Buffalo, New York in 72, other than Seattle had a history of rich music. Jimi Hendrix, Quincy Jones, Ernstein Anderson, and Ray Charles. Back then, gas cost you 27 cents a gallon to fill up your badass ride. There was no Seahawks, no Mariners, or Microsoft or Amazon. Girls were still named Frances and Darlene, and guys were known by Freddie and Arthur. Garfield and Franklin were the leading high schools for setting Seattle's soulful social standards. Dicks and Dags were the sports for 29-cent burgers, while Helen's Diner was, and still is, known for the best soul food on the West Coast. And then he continues to go on um, closer to the end. Um, There was a minimum of 20 live music clubs specializing in funk and soul, and all those joints jammed. There must have been 25 hard-gigging, superfly-like, wide-leg polyester pants and platform shoes wearing wide-brim hat and maxi-coat sportin', big-ass, highly-sheened Afro stylin', cool-in-the-gang, song-covering live bands playing four sets a night from 8 p.m., till oh dark 30 in the morning and of course the ladies were not to be outdone with their pam greer foxy brown hoop uh, earrings mini skirts and the ever popular afro puff and then at the end he says the idea of weedle's groove named after weedle the worst mascot in the history of mascots ever is quite exciting and long overdue Each track on this compilation is an untold musical history lesson. Those of you who were around back then are likely to have a wonderful time reliving the good old days. After all, you helped make it happen. Have fun. Robert Nesbitt. So I just thought I'd read that off of the album because I thought that it was a nice description of what Seattle might have been like back in the day. The soul scene. Um 
maybe you are reliving it right now or maybe you're just um, envisioning it at this very moment for the first time. And I did look up Seattle's old mascot, Weedle. I'll be sure to upload a picture of him on Little Bit of Soul's Facebook page for you so that you can have some visual aids to accompany Nesbitt's description. Uh, Weedle the mascot is definitely a funny looking guy, uh, but I also thought it was fun to uh, envision Seattle in the 60s. Uh, thought you might enjoy it as well. Um, and you might even have some stories to tell, which one of these days I'd love to hear if you are ever willing to call in and let me know what it was like back in the day. It's just beyond the border, right? So there must be a good amount of you out there who have uh, experienced the 60s in Seattle. But anyways, earlier in the show, <laughs> I promised something spectacular, something spectacular, spectacular that would maybe put some things in perspective because that's exactly what this music discovery did for me. In the next two to three minutes, we may just take down the hype around the Rolling Stones, just a bit, just a tiny bit. Um, so are you ready? Are you ready to hear the next life-altering piece of information? Um, well, here we go anyways, whether you're ready or not. Uh, do you know the song, Time is on My Side? Um, it kind of sounds a little bit like this. Well, the Rolling Stones song that we've come to know so well, the one that starts with a twangy guitar and then has Mick Jagger's voice bursting out through his like spread out vowels that are formed by his very wide open jaw when he sings. Um, well, that song, as we have seen here before on Little Bit of Soul, was originally a jazz uh, song first. Is that not crazy? Um, that was just revolutionary for me when I discovered that fact. It's crazy. A song that everybody, or at least most people, associate with the Rolling Stones isn't by them at all. It's by an American composer and was originally recorded by a professional jazz artist from Denmark. Um, now, doesn't that just blow your mind? It just blows my mind. Um, <laughs> when I discovered that for the first time, it was kind of... Like the world was turned upside down. Uh, the song Time is on My Side was composed by the songwriter John Jerry Ragavoy and was first recorded by Kay Windings, uh, the jazz trombone player. And though it was recorded by Winding, uh, Windings as well as the R&B singer who you just heard, Irma Thomas, first, um, it didn't find as much success as it did when the Rolling Stones uh, recorded it. Um, and the jazz record label, Verve, had picked it up in 1963, um, where the original recording had singing only on the chorus. Um, the melody had actually been passed over to Kay Windings and his trombone. Um, and I guess we should also uh, have a little spiel on Kay Windings. Um, who had started his career with Benny Goodman um, and his orchestra and was who was then adopted into Stan Kenton's orchestra from 1946 to 1947 where he was labeled a hit um, helping to change Stan Kenton's arrangements for the trombone section and so on and from there Winding's success led him to recording on Miles Davis's um, album, Birth of the Cool, and led him to playing with other acclaimed jazz artists, such as Dizzy Gillespie and Thelonious Monk. Composer Jerry Ragavoy um, and his career after his hit Time is on My Side wrote for artists such as Janis Joplin and even wrote a song called Stay With Me that was performed by Mary J. Blige at the Grammys. Um, so you never really know <laughs> where you might end up. Uh, you write a song originally released um, as a jazz tune and then end up writing for Mary Jade Blige, which is very different. Um, but to this day, 
Uh, time is on my side. The Rolling Stones um, recording is the most famous recording of Ragavoy's work. And we're going to do a song comparison right now of all three recordings so you yourself can hear how the song has been passed down from artist to artist. We're going to listen to the recordings of Ragavoy's hit, Time is on my side, in chronological order, where first we have Kay Windings um, performing the tune in 1963. Second, we have the R&B singer Irma Thomas, who adds in the lyrics in 1964. And then third, we have a portion of the Rolling Stones, which I'm sure you have heard before with their ballad-like bluesy rock interpretation of the song. So I hope we have broken down some walls today on Little Bit of Soul. I hope you've learned something new and that you'll move onwards and upwards knowing now that time is on my side. was originally a jazz piece, uh, interpreted as a jazz piece, and wasn't a mainstream song originally written by the Rolling Stones. Enjoy this week's song comparison of Time is on My Side.
That old plunker is going to make you feel good again. Donate it to Bullying Canada. Check this out. Free towing or pickup of your old vehicle. A tax-deductible receipt. And a super easy process. Online at bullyingcanada.ca. Get rid of that old vehicle and feel good about supporting real solutions for change in your community. Donate your old or used vehicle to Bullying Canada today. Full details online at bullyingcanada.ca. Like friends, well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gets you all kinds of deals with our friends on Commercial Drive, like 10% off at Stormcrow Tavern, High Life Records, Audio Pile, Vintage Clothing, and more. Visit CITR.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. Featuring a wide range of music from India, including popular music from the 1930s to the present. Rhythms, India. Alternating Sundays, 8 to 9 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. Oh, 
that's just about everything for today on little bit of soul i hope you in have enjoyed the tune remember you can always look up the show on facebook by searching citr 101.9 fm little bit of soul and remember i'm going to be uploading that picture of weedle the seattle mascot for you um and for your enjoyment uh, we have the Leo Ramirez show coming up next on CITR 101.9 FM, so stay tuned. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good rest of the week.